Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, September 4th, 2017. We are reading from the big book, and we are on page 98, the third full paragraph. Um, Today's readers are Matt M. on the 12 Steps, Kristen O. on the 12 Traditions, and reading the text are Robin B., Ashley P., and Gina R. Our newcomer greeter is Deb W. The reference numbers for yesterday, uh, September 13th, um, let's see, uh, Wednesday at 10 a.m. is 10,429. And the reference number uh, for today, 7 a.m., is 10,431. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is, that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Matt M. to read the 12 steps. Uh, Good morning, Kathy. Can you hear me? I can. Thank you for your service. Uh, Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M. Compulsive Overeater from New Jersey. Here are the 12 steps that is adapted for Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, we admit it, we are powerless over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, gain the belief that a power greater than ourselves to restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a fearless and searching moral inventory of ourselves. Six, made five, admitted to God to ourselves as another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made to write amends to such people if possible, except when to do so, injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious conduct with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to other compulsive over ears and practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you, Matt. Um, and Kristen O., would you please read the 12 traditions? 
Good morning, Kathy. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Okay. Good morning, everyone. This is Kristen O, Recovering Compulsive Overeater from California. The 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you, Kristen O. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book means to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. When you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speaker, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 98, the third paragraph, which begins, Now the Domestic Problem. And we will read and share on two paragraphs ending on the following page. I will ask Robin B. to get us started. Thank you so much. Uh, this is Robin B., a recovering anorexic bulimic compulsive eater, um, by God's grace and for his glory. Now, the domestic problem, there may be divorce, separation, or just strained relations. When your prospect has made such, repar such reparation as he can to his family, 
and has thoroughly explained to them the new principles by which he is living, he should proceed to put those principles into action at home. That is, if he is lucky enough to have a home. Though his family be at fault in many respects, he should not be concerned about that. He should concentrate on his own spiritual demonstration. Argument and fault finding are to be avoided like the plague in many homes. This is this is a difficult thing to do, but it must be done if the results are to be expected. If persistent in if persisted in for a few months, the effect on a man's family is sure to be great. The most incompatible people discover that they have a basis upon which they can meet. Little by little, the family may see their own defects and admit them. These can then be discussed in an atmosphere of helpless, helpfulness and friendliness. After they have seen tangible results, the family will perhaps want to go along. These things will come to pass naturally and in good time, provided, however, the alcoholic continues to demonstrate that he can be sober, considerate, and helpful, regardless of what anyone says or does. Of course, we all find much below this standard many times. We all fall much below it. Uh, we must try to repair and damage immediately, lest we pay the penalty by a spree. And so um, I would, uh, I've been in program uh, since 2010, and uh, my, I, I'm married uh, just this last month, um, 30 years we've been married, been together 35 years, um, have two grown boys, uh, the last one just moved out um, in January, um, and so they were, you know, they were adult, they were um, older teenagers whenever I, I started 12-stepping. I was um, sad that I didn't start this when they were younger, um, and the reason I didn't start it was just pride. Um, I, I, I knew about it but I just didn't do it. So I had some regrets there. But now I've, I've come to know that, you know, it's all in God's timing and, and it's all good. Um, I am a much better mother uh, to them. I'd like to say I'm a better wife. Um, I think I am, but our, our relationship has definitely changed. Uh, I heard somebody in the first meeting saying something about, um, you know, I, I'm not the person that I was when I got married because um, I'm not an addict anymore. I'm not practicing that, but this um, just living it in, is what I need to do. I need to, you know, practice these principles in all my affairs, not just in my um, food, not just in my binging and purging or my restricting or my exercising, but in my marriage, in my mothering, and in my business and everything. And uh, I didn't make any grand speeches like this seems to talk about um, to my family that I was going to change because they had heard that over and over. And I just made the, um, you know, uh, I just decided I wasn't going to talk so much about um, this, what I was doing, because I knew that they, uh, I knew, because I thought, yeah, this, here we go again. How long is this one going to last? But, you know, praise God. And, I've been here for for seven years, and um, and I'm at a healthy weight. I'm coming to the convention. Um, I'm just God is so good, and I am very very grateful. 
and I look forward to meeting everybody and uh, that I'll pass and Robin B. Thank you, Robin B. So now who would like to share um, on these two paragraphs? Gina R. Gina R. Teresa D. Teresa D. And I think I heard someone else at the same time. Carolyn S. Carolyn S. S. Okay. Who else? Carrie S. Carrie S. Take one or two more. Jennifer P. Jennifer P. And perhaps one more. Who is that? Katie F. Sherry KB. Okay, Katie F. And Sherry KB. Okay, we'll stop there. Okay, it'll be Gina followed by Teresa. Go ahead, Gina. Good morning, Kathy, and thank you so much for your continued faithful service. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Green Valley, Arizona. Oh, my goodness. This um, rings so true, and I was blessed last night to talk with another fellow um, who's helping me understand how to approach sponsorship actually right around this topic and the timing was very interesting i mean i know we've been reading these pages but i hadn't read ahead and didn't realize that these two paragraphs were there but i have a sponsee who is definitely struggling with um, the fault finding and the finger pointing and here it says he should concentrate on his own spiritual demonstration. Argument and fault finding are to be avoided like the plague. And not only um, are they struggling with it, but this is something I certainly have struggled with. Uh, what came to mind this morning was when I first got into the rooms uh, back in 1985 via um, Alcoholics Anonymous, my sponsor recognized that I had some definite issues, and she actually put me on talking restriction for three months. I, I couldn't talk in a meeting, and it's because all I could do was find fault. And I'm definitely remembering that this morning and realizing that I can also um, put myself on talking restriction now in this recovered state. I... I have the sense and my higher power is providing the ability for me to understand when I'm approaching that line of that character defect where I feel the need or the compulsion to um, let somebody know what it is I think and when it's actually none of my business. Um, with respect to how this is looking for me now, um, my husband does know that I am making more than a concerted effort in this area. and. A few weeks ago, he actually felt safe enough to offer an idea to me, and that was whenever I feel the compulsion to tell him what to do or to correct him or whatever, um, he's asked that I just simply give him a kiss. And I can tell you that this is really, um, it sounds very simple, but it's been a challenge for me. And um, being kind and considerate and compassionate 
does not come naturally. I have to connect to my higher power in order for that to be something that I can actually do. But I am doing it, and I'm grateful for the opportunity. And with that, I pass. Thank you for the opportunity to share. Thank you, Gina. I'm sorry about that. Hi, uh, my name is Teresa D, and I am um, recovered just for today. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, I have a son, and um, I, you know, and, I, and and right now tensions are very high because I live in Florida, and and we're affected by the hurricane that just came through and stuff. And um, you know, him and I are spending a lot of time together, and it's so easy for me to point the finger at him and, you know, and justify my behavior and stuff. And, um, you know, and, and, and gratefully, um, you know, with this situation, I have been able to not, um, well, I guess I can't say that completely. I have done a much better, way better job than I would have in the past, um, uh, you know, looking at my side of the street and not being so consumed with what he did you know, this is his fault, this is his fault, this is his fault. And, and, you know, and and, um, I love this program. You know, I am so, so grateful to uh, my higher power for, um, uh, you know, guiding me to where I'm at. So um, with that, I'm going to go ahead and pass. Um, Thank you. Uh, thank you, Teresa D. Carolyn S., please go ahead. Yes, hi. Um, this is Carolyn S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. Um, I really like these paragraphs because they're really addressing where I am right now. Um, I recently finished the 12th step, and I've been um, trying to put all the principles into life, uh, into my daily life. and. Um, I realize I I have a long way to go in terms of doing everything that I need to, to make it up to my family that I was, you know, so self-absorbed for so long. In particular, I really haven't, um, I've been falling short on, on taking care of the house and, um, and grocery shopping, all those daily requirements that it's so easy to slack off on, um, especially given my um, defect of self-centeredness and selfishness. Um, so when it says he should proceed to put these principles into action at home, um, that's exactly where I am right now. And I'm not going to, um, my sponsor and I decided that it doesn't make sense for me to make more spoken amends to my family because I've gone through the steps in the past and I've made amends and said, I'm sorry for, you know, so and such and such, and I'm going to change that. And then I haven't changed it. And, um, that's worse than not making the amends at all because the fact is that I've kind of lost my credibility there. So this time around, instead of doing spoken amends, um, I'm doing living amends. Um, but it's challenging because I am lazy and I don't want to do all this stuff. But the fact is that it's my responsibility. And, um, you know, even though my family, as it says, may be at fault in many respects, he should not be concerned about that. He should concentrate on his own spiritual demonstration 
arguments and fault finding are to be avoided like the plague. So I can't turn around and point my finger at my husband and say, yeah, but you haven't done, you know, whatever. Um, the fact is that's none of my business. I need to be focused on myself, cleaning on my own side of the street uh, or keeping it clean at this point. And, um, you know, focusing on where I can be useful and helpful. Um, as it says here, um, he can, as the alcoholic continues to demonstrate, he can be sober, considerate, and helpful, regardless of what anyone says and does. Then we can actually set an example for our own families. And um, whether or not they follow that example, that, that's not up to me. That's a, up to my higher power. But um, all I can do is my best and... That's what I'm shooting for today. Thank you very much, and I pass. Thank you, Carolyn S. Carrie S., please go ahead. Hi, this is Carrie S. in Colorado. Thanks for your service, and welcome to all the newcomers on the line. Um, I also wanted to really drill down on the sentence, he should concentrate on his own spiritual demonstration. Argument and fault-finding are to be avoided like the plague. And I, too, am working with this with a newcomer that I was, God just gives us the most amazing scenarios that we, for myself, I can speak for myself, that I had experience, um, my sponsee was just having maybe some questions about family, connections, and ties, and I said, you know, my mom is in OA with me, and it has been um, a practice of detaching with love because I get self-righteous and I, I get more morally superior that, you know, I'm doing it the right way. Um, it's, and I just want to pray to be rid of that um, disapproval of family. You know, I think that family, it's easy to, that we, I can tend to be really critical, really judgmental of my family. And um, so I get to practice spiritual demonstrations of, of, of being loving and praying for neutrality when it comes to being working with family um, that I can pass on to my protege um, that I like the idea of a talking restriction, you know, um, because I do, I get, I'm so critical. Um, my character defects pop up and um but I really am praying to meet my family where they're at um, that I, you know, to be accepting and loving um, to just watch out for my self-righteousness um, because it's my fear that's popping up. I know. And I think that for me, I get complacent around family uh, because they're there all the time. And, and um, so I'm just grateful to be able to look at these two paragraphs this morning and um Dear God, may I not think of myself as virtuous or smug, but may I do thy will and, um, you know, ask what would God have me be. So thank you for letting me share. Without a pass. Thank you, Carrie F. Jennifer P., please go ahead. Hi, Kathy. Hi, everyone. It's Jennifer P. in New Jersey. Um, and I also these three lines really struck me. Um, I listened to the first meeting and, you know, just wanted to share quickly that um, it's not that, that, that you know, those family 
be at fault in many respects. He should not be concerned about that. He should concentrate on his own spiritual demonstration, argument, and fault finding are to be avoided like the plague. And I can see how my my default mind still wants to argue and find fault with everything and everyone until they do things my way. And I have to work hard at this still um, and build this relationship with my higher power so that I'm on a, a spiritual basis, you know, I, and then I won't find fault and want to argue with everything. And, you know, I can see little bits of moments when it's working, like in the, the hour when it's chaos and my, well, it's not chaos, but it's just, I have three kids and they're all going to three different schools and it's like everyone has to be somewhere and do something. And if I can go through that hour or so without yelling and fault finding and criticizing and, um, you know, just keep saying, God, how, show me how to be of service. How do I help? How do I help to not make things worse? But they're so stressed dealing with their lives. Um, you know, then, then I feel like I, I made it for that hour. And then at the end of the day, you know, when I see my husband and I ask him, you know, to do something and, and, and I don't get the answer I want. Like I, I have, I remember, I mean, the thought, and I guess this is HP, you know, any right thinking that comes from my higher power. Um, you know, I have to accept that his answer is what it is, and I can't keep finding fault and criticizing and looking to try to change his answer. It is what it is. Um, so I have to retreat and, and be quiet, and I love what the person who said that too. So, um, you know, and, and just keep trying to make these these thoughts, this way of living larger in my mind than than the thought of food. Um, to pick up because that's never going to solve anything. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm already in New Jersey and excited and hope to meet some of you guys at the convention starting tomorrow or Saturday. Thanks, I pass. Thank you, Jennifer P. Good to hear you. Katie F., please go ahead. Good morning, this is Katie Up, a recovered compulsive overeater, setting my timer, if I can find it on my phone. Um, so yeah, I like this part where it talks about, um, sorry, I'm not in my normal place. Um, of course, we all fall much below this standard many times, but we must try to repair the damage immediately lest we pay the penalty by a spray. And I have had the um, fortunate experience um, that I was abstinent for six years when I got married. So, um, and now I've been married for almost 23 years. So <clears throat> my husband never knew me, um, you know, approaching 200 pounds and uh, a crazy person wanting to drive off the road and, you know, broke and, just all, all the things that I was living in um, when I got abstinent. And so um, he's only known me as a recovered person and my children have only known me as a recovered person, but I fall short. I still fall short and I want them to see, but you don't understand. You don't understand how hard this is for me. You don't understand that, you know, I used to be this way and this is just such a, a miracle that I'm, you know, doing even half as good and, you know, when I'm in a down spot, I think that I should be applauded 
for not killing them or for not, you know, going on a spree. And of course, they just don't get it. And um, thank you, God, I've not had to go back out to prove to them, I'll show you and you don't understand so that they will, you know, then applaud me when I recover. Um, but, but I have had times when, you know, especially since A Vision for You started and this daily um, contact with the big book, um, daily uh, going through the steps and, and just the constant reminders um, with working with so many newcomers and talking to so many newcomers that this disease doesn't go away. And that that is a guarantee that if I fail to enlarge and keep enlarging and enlarging and enlarging every day, uh, one day at a time, my spiritual life, then this is what will happen. I will go back and go on a spree because I think that that is my only answer when I'm having a hard time. But thank you, God, I don't have to do that today. Um, this program keeps getting better. It keeps getting um funner. I can't say, you know, some days don't feel easy. You know, in my, um, in my work life, I have a boss that, you know, if anybody knows me, they know that he is a unusual person. And but in the last two years, things have gotten so much easier with him. And it's not solely because he has changed a little. It's because I have changed. I am no longer trying to run the show with him and getting my nose at a joint when he corrects me. Um, my attitude has changed, and so my life has changed. Okay, but that'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, KDF. Sherry KB, please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB in Northern California, Grateful Recovery Compulsive Reader. Thanks for your service, Kathy, and everybody on the line. So, um, wow, where do I begin? Um the principle by which I'm living now, I have to proceed and use the principles in action in my home. And, you know, there's an old saying I heard many years ago, are you going to walk the walk or talk the talk? And so to me, that means I need to walk the walk everywhere I go and especially in my home. And, you know, for years I didn't realize how much I was doing fault finding because it was all internalized because I ate at everything and everybody. I was little miss people pleaser of the universe, Miss Nice Woman, but inside I was a totally different person. And I didn't realize till I did the work in this book, particularly in this book, this way, that all the years that I ate was just as destructive and contaminated my marriage as anyone any else anyone did. But I was out there fault finding, I was out there jetting, which means justifying, explaining, defending my behavior because um, wouldn't you if you lived with him? And, uh, you know, today um, I really work on being love, patient, and tolerant is my code and to be considerate and helpful, and especially to the people I love. I mean, it's easy to do it in the rooms. It's easy to do it on the phone. It's easy to do it with people. But it's like where the real work is for me is in my home. And so what I do a lot is I ask my higher power to please help me to see my loved one through my higher power's eyes rather than mine and to help me to be the wife that God wants me to be rather than what I have been. Um, and that has made a huge difference in my relationships and, um, and out in the world especially. Um, you know, taking my own inventory and stop taking other people's and keeping my side of the street, as, my side of the street clean 
uh, and not doing fault finding, meaning that when I make a living amends or a direct amends, that I don't even talk about their part. I don't even say they had a part. I don't say I'm making amends for my part. I say, you know, I'm sorry, I regret what I did, and I just want to make up for what I've done. Uh, I don't I don't point the finger at them. Um, I don't make it about them. It's about me and my behavior and cleaning up my side of the street and my marriage and relations to other people, the strained relationships I've had, because if I don't, I will go back out again, and I don't want to do that. And for years, I was abstinent, but I wasn't recovered, and there's such a difference being abstinent and being recovered. It's like day and night. Um, being abstinent without doing the step work is like action of insanity in action. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. Who else would like to share this morning? Hi, Charles H. Charles H. Anyone else? Okay, Charles, go ahead. Rocky I. Oh, I'm sorry. Who is that? Rocky and Tempe. Rocky, okay. Go ahead, Charles, and we'll have Rocky. Go ahead. Thank, thank you. Charles H. to recover compulsive overeating. You talking about Rocky. It was about to be Rocky at my workplace just now. We was about to scrap because I have a guy. And KDF, you was in my backyard. Man. I don't know how you knew all this stuff. My nose was definitely out of joint. And um, I, was, <laughs> I could read this book all day, and uh, it didn't. Even it, it came to, it came to, I came to after I have I had to feel all that stuff, and it, it just a little bit of the book went through at the point where we was about to square off. It was going to be lit. It was going to be lit, and I remember continue. <laughs> I remember that word. That's the only word I can remember from the big book, page eighty four. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. And um, yeah, it is hard to practice it at home. I, you know, my, my my family, you know, I did a lot to them to make them react like that. So he's like, oh, this, here, here come this OA stuff again. And sometimes the best way for me to carry the message is just to shut up and just let them feel what they got to feel, you know, because they don't, they don't, here go Charles again. He's just doing this OA thing. And, you know, it's not for them to know that, um, and I don't have to get validated by them knowing that. It's, I need this. Like, it's not even about the food, for real. It's about how I re- relate to people. And my nose was, Katie, you was right in my backyard. My nose was out of joint. And some other things could have been out of joint if I let it escalate. But that word continued. Just came up for me. And um, thank you. This is my 10th step because I ain't got time to be. I, I had to let it out. because um, I, And I got to feel the feeling. Just because there ain't no little old peep up in here or white picket fence all the time. This is why I got to continue to do this on a daily basis and enlarge my spiritual life because I was not spiritual, yelling and screaming and throwing stuff. And I'm just, I just want to be free. That's why I want to be honest. I don't want to come up on the line and, and tell you that, man, I'm, I'm just on a cloud today because I'm not. <laughs> but I'm grateful to this process that I can um, admit my faults, clear the wreckage of my past, and, and, and trudge this road of happy destiny to Newark, New Jersey tomorrow. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Charles H. And Rocky, can you give me your last name, first initial? Uh, yeah. This, 
This is Rocky I. Can I be heard? Yes. Go ahead, Rocky. All right. So good morning, everybody. This is Rocky Recovered in Tempe, Arizona. Good morning, everybody. I love the shares. I love, love, love the shares. And um, <sighs> my experience, I've been in program for three years, and uh, I've lost 100 pounds. And at the beginning, oh, my God, I was so enthusiastic. I was like, Bill, trying to get everybody to come to recovery. And um, uh, especially my family, and because uh, I have my son is a compulsive overeater, natural-born compulsive overeater. Uh, and so trying to help them and trying to um, get my husband to jump on board, well, it did not happen. <laughs> For 16 months, it did not happen. And when I was able to shut up, just like Tara, like Charles said, when I was able to just let it go, uh, lo and behold, the husband came on board. And, um, and not only did he come on board, but he embraced the 12 steps. And now he has led men into the 12 steps. And this is just in the last, you know, year and a half. So... Um, so I guess my my encouragement is um, yes, it's amazing. Yes, it's the um, everybody should know twelve steps. Everybody, everybody needs them. No matter where you, they are, everybody needs twelve steps. But it's not our business to go tell them. God has a plan for them. Got a plan to give them hope and a future. And I don't have to do that work. And um, Today I get uh, I get to enjoy my my right to remain silent and, and I use it and I just laugh because oh my God I oh, I talk too much and today I don't and I actually enjoy it and so um, uh, with that I'll pause you know trust that God will work in everybody's life and that we don't have to do His work. And so be encouraged, keep doing the work, mind your own business, and you'll be happy, joyous, and free. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Rocky. I, who else would like to share this morning? Reggie O. Reggie O. Amy R. Amy R. Anyone else? Okay, I think I'll take a turn if there's time, and then we can see what's remaining. Reggie, oh, please go ahead. Thank you, and thanks so much for your service and everyone who's on the line this morning. Um, you know, it's amazing. Every time I read these paragraphs, I underline another line or add something to it to make it stand out. It's just that the things just pop and pop no matter how many times, you know, I read them. And But, you know, I was just looking at this, and for the first time I saw this morning when you were prospect has made such reparation as he can to his family, etc. He should proceed to put these principles into action at home. So, you know, it, it, it sounds to me like he's done the, you know, he's done eight and nine. He's gone through and he's completed step nine, at least with his family. And now it's like, it's like continuing, you know, to continue to enlarge um, our spiritual life. And um, even though the family be at fault, you know, uh, he, she should not be concerned about that, but concentrate, you know, I should concentrate on my own spiritual demonstration and uh, argument and fault finding are to be avoided like the plague. <clears throat> I was in a 
relationship a few years ago when I was in another program and I was working the steps but I wasn't recovered. I had was not working OA and I remember in that program we were studying the 12 and 12 and that part about restraint of tongue and pen. You know, when I got to that, I, I, it was like I, I had, it was like I thought to myself, you have to be kidding. How can anyone, how could I possibly not say anything in this situation or that situation, et cetera. And, you know, I just, you know, until that, until that psychic change has happened, it's like, uh, you just, I don't get it. You know, I didn't just didn't get it. And, uh, you know, and I, I, I do get it today, but I have to, you know, I have to practice it every day and, and I still get, you know, I still get riled up and I still have opportunities, you know, opportunities to grow. But it's, I, I also love what that says, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a difficult thing to do. It's a difficult thing to do, but it has to be done to get, to get results. And if persisted in for a few months, you know, the effects are great. You know, the effects on a, a person's family, the effects on the people in my life, the effects on, you know, uh, even acquaintances and you know business people are sure to be great because because I I continue to I continue to change and grow and I'm different you know and and if I if I make a mistake you know we fall below the standard many times you know uh, then I need to do something I I know now you know and I need to do something immediately something immediately and that's on my part. Just like in the fourth step, which I love, you know, it's like the, the, the entire power and what I get to do is is not do resentment. It's not the causes of it. It's not how I've been affected, but it's it's what my part was. And and when I when I take that when I take that, it's like I get empowered, I get closer to God and I'm more able to then look at it very differently. So just again so uh grateful to be doing this with you all. Thank you, and I'll pass with that. Thank you, Reggie R. Amy R., please go ahead. This is this is Amy R. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Uh, thank you um, for everybody that um, is on the line today. I'm fairly new, and I just wanted to say that I am so grateful for everyone that shares because I always get something that um, I desperately needed to hear. Um, can you time me, please? I don't have a timer. Today. Yes, can. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, anyway, the one thing that really struck me was just in a situation that I had yesterday with um, my husband. We are empty nesters and um, have are blessed to have many, many grandchildren. And so our lives are really busy, and I was just exhausted yesterday. I wanted nothing to do with anybody or anything. And um, by the end of the day, when he came home from work, I found myself on his side of the street. Um, you know, he uh, he's a smoker, and, um, you know, we're, so both of us are dealing with some sort of addiction, and... I just really found myself on his side and I was really just letting him know that, you know, he needed to work on that addiction and, you know, needed to be doing something about that. And my self-righteousness and my, um, 
the ability to just point fingers was just crazy. And I, I didn't, I didn't, wasn't fully able to see that that's what I was doing until I was up in the middle of the night and my higher power was just really telling me that, boy, you were really working on his side and not paying attention to your own. And, um, so today I really needed to hear this and I needed to be reminded that, um, it's not my job to do that. Um, I, I have my own higher power and he has one as well. And I need to let them work their things out and concentrate on my own. So today I'm grateful and I'm thankful to be here. And, uh, thank you for everyone that shared before me with that. I'll pass. Thank you very much, Amy R. And I will take a turn. My name is Kathy Kay, and I'm recovered in Boston. Um, and it is just so good to be hearing everybody's shares uh, on these paragraphs. Uh, they remind me, you remind me, um, of how I felt when I got through the steps absently the first time. And I had all the best intentions to continue uh, to practice what I had learned um, on a daily basis. And, you know, um, I think I had a bit of pride and um, uh, righteousness because very quickly I discovered that I could easily make mistakes and back on um, self-centeredness and selfishness, um, especially at home with my family. And um, this was disturbing to me until I got, uh, until I was in conversation with my fellows and was reminded that we live on a daily basis in steps 10, 11, and 12, which means I will still experience resentment and fear, and I still may do harm or experience self-pity, um, even though I'm recovered. Um, but now, having been through the steps, I have the skills to turn around those difficult feelings so that I don't have to do harm uh, to others. And, uh, you know, I readily make amends today when I overstep my bounds um, with my husband and my son. And uh, I do it less often. Um, I'm much kinder and more patient, but I still am human and I will make mistakes. So I'm just so grateful that we're reminded that we, we will make mistakes, but we also are reminded that we have the skills that we learned in the steps um, to turn things around when necessary. Um, it's just such, such a great way to live and to uh, enlarge my spiritual life, and for that I'm really grateful. Okay, we have time for one more share. Is there anyone who would like to take it? Uh, Ori B, Los Angeles. Okay, Ori, go ahead, please. Thank you. I, I just, you know, I just wanted to 
pitch some gratitude for this message today. Um, the part that really stuck out for me was uh, these things will come to pass naturally and in good time, provided, however, the alcoholic continues to demonstrate that he can be sober, considerate, and helpful. <laughs> when I first came in the program, uh, that's not what I was looking for. Um, I was looking to be skinny. Um, I was looking to, you know, become some whatever my ego wanted at that time. But now, like, I really find that I do have a desire for the personality change. I want to be considerate. I want to be helpful. Um, I want to bring these things into my relationships today. And that's all by the grace of God. Just just the, 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 the change. The, the, I'm looking for something different. I want to be peaceful. I want to be serene. I want to be helpful in my relationships. And um, I'm just really grateful for this. Um, and I'm grateful for all your shares. Um, and that's kind of all I wanted to say. Thank you. Thank you, Ori B, for your contribution. Okay. Um, it's now time to close the meeting. Um, we will close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Ashley P., would you please read A Vision for You? Uh, our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hey, this is Ashley P., recovered in Northern California. Can you guys hear me? Yes, I can. Great. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then. Thank you, Ashley P. Um, I want to say thank you all for being here. And um, thank you especially to Matt M., Kristen O., Robin B., Ashley P., and Gina R. for helping me to do service today. I will now ask everyone to press star one to unmute so we can say the serenity prayer together. God, 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 God,